recap we're just going to chat for a minute and then you're getting ready to hear uh the panel of women that we had at the celebrating women's event hosted by south park mall and this was back on march 23rd this was so exciting um i'll even you know um love listening to it again because i haven't listened to it since we we did it um and I just feel like you will see such a common thread. I thought it was amazing to have people like, and I don't know how old Sydney is. Do you know how old Sydney is? Sydney is 30, I believe. Okay. Right around there. I thought late 20s, early 30s. But then all the way up to um, like Liz, who's in her 50s. And I think it, Susu is, you know, older too. Like just this, that range. Um, but yet um similarities of how they approached business how it started um their mindset you know just um questions that a lot of us have that they did too I, it's, it was it was such a great panel it's well it was really encouraging and i there was a couple of women that reached out afterwards that were like how i needed to hear that yeah. and you know we had jacinda as well who shout out to jacinda we love her so much and yes. also um, Katie Caney, who is actually, when I didn't say at the event, she's actually been one of my mentors for like uh, five years. I would do walk and talks with her and we would talk mm -hmm. business and, um, and she was such a big cheerleader for me. And so it was amazing to have her there as well. Uh, but like each woman, you know, just goes to show we all have stories. We all have things that challenges we face, uh, insecurities that come up. And when you start to hear everybody talking about like what they faced or overcome or how they did it or what inspired them, that just can really fuel your fire. So that's really what I, I, I mean, I got so much out of just, and I always do every time I hear somebody's story, it's just such a great reminder that like, you know, we all have things that we face and we have the choice to overcome or, or push past. And Man, they were so inspiring. So I can't wait for to share that. Yeah, yeah, it was great. And you'll enjoy it. Yes. So get ready for this incredible panel conversation of these five women who will, we know you're going to walk away being more inspired uh, just from listening to everything that they have to share about their own journeys. Okay, here we go. We're starting off with Susu Bear. Would you come on up? <laughs> Susu is the owner and publisher of Scoop Magazine. It is an online women's magazine. Next, we have Liz Hillard. She's an author, motivational speaker, podcast co-host, and owner and creator of Hillard Stewart Studio Method. Okay, let's welcome Sydney. How to shell? She's a personal trainer, fitness and nutrition specialist, a mobility coach, and a women's fitness coach based here in Charlotte. Sydney is the owner and co-founder of Royal Change, a fitness media and apparel company. 
Now let's welcome to the stage, Jacinda Jacobs. She's a media guru with 20 plus years in radio and television. She's an author of Uniquely Qualified, executive director for nonprofit ministry, Stolen Lunches. Yay, and last but not least, this is Dr. Katie Caney. She is a 25 year veteran in the healthcare industry, and she is a best selling author of her new book, Both and Medicine and Public Health Together. Thank you. Welcome, ladies. We're so glad y'all are here. Y'all, this is like live girl chat, so we typically we might get yeah, silly. We might get silly. <laughs> we might banter a little bit. We want this to be relaxed, and we want this just to be fun and inspiring all at the same time. So this question, this first question we're going to ask you, and we're going to go down the row, but what or who inspired you <laughs> to do the business or the project that you're in right now? Let's see, I um, was a stay-at-home mom um, for many years. I had a corporate career in marketing, and I was a stay-at-home mom, and I could not get a part-time job. My child was in school most of the day. Hold it up. Thank you. Um, my, anyway, I needed something to do, so I tried to get a part-time job, and no one would hire me. I was either overqualified or they wanted to pay me $12 an hour. So I said, well, I'm going to start a blog. It was 2009. This blogging thing is kind of hot right now. And so I, I started this blog called Scoop Charlotte. And what I wrote about for the first few years was where could you find the good stuff on sale? Because I was tired of going into a nice boutique and finding out that all the sale stuff was already gone. And then I just added fitness and health and wellness and clients and just grew it to where I was today. So the inspiration was basically nobody would hire me. That's, That's so awesome. That is amazing. <laughs> I forgot the question, but I'm going to go with it. Because, um, Susie, you set me up. That's good. So I started a, a fitness workout when I was uh, mid-50s, because everyone does that when they get into their 50s, right? <laughs> and so I decided to go into it in 2008 when it was a massive um, – you know, crisis in our economy. Gosh, that feels so familiar right now, right? So it seemed to be a few things against me, but the thing I loved and was inspired by was women and finding their own power. And where that felt like, what has that got to do with fitness? I was actually in that age group that was going through a time where, you know, what have I been doing? You know, it's time to, it's time to empower myself and empower others. Plus, I love to work out. And I loved to work out and make sure it was fun. So I made up my own workout because I didn't like anybody else's. And, you know, I, and, you know the why was a long ride. I should have gone to y'all. I mean, you know, but I didn't. And so I made up this workout called Hilliard Studio Method, put it together when I was in my 50s. Um, it has now gone very well. <laughs> and uh, I was inspired by the people, and I think, and I'm going to hand this off to you, but I was inspired still today by the people that find a difference, not just in their physicality, but in their emotional and mental states when they find a community of people that support them. Maybe it's a workout, maybe it's a bridge club, but whatever it is, I'm very important. I think it's very important that we all support each other and empower each other, and Hilliard Studio Method does that in every way. That's it, I think. Oh, you got one. 
Hello. All right. Um, so very similar story, I guess. My start kind of resulted from a failure. Um, when she test, said test, no test. one hired me, I was actually laid off from a nonprofit job that I was working at after I graduated college. Um, I was a college athlete. My whole life I was an athlete, um, but didn't know that anything like this was possible. Didn't know that there was a world where we could be fitness professionals. I thought, you know, that's, that's an elite level. Like you're a college or a professional strength and conditioning coach, or you're a trainer and you have to work another job as well. So I never knew fitness was a potential for me. Um, and so I went back to school after I graduated with my bachelor's to be a nurse because I thought that's safe, you know, that's something I can always depend on. And while I was working to support myself through school, I got laid off. Um, long story short, my boyfriend at the time, now husband, had moved to Charlotte for finance. And I thought, well, let me just go down there, like work at a gym. I can swing it for the summer, you know, make some money to go back to nursing school. And I remember you probably had a moment like this as well where I did, um, I helped someone get their first push-up and that power that she felt. I was like, this is what I want every day. Like, it wasn't even my push-up, it was hers. And I thought, this is something I want to feel every day for the rest of my life. So it was kind of a result of failure and pivoting and then finding the way that I wanted to feel forever and then just figuring it out along the way. That's good. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? How y'all feeling today? So first of all, I'm like analyzing this panel. Thank you so much for having me, for having us. Do you see Susie's shoes, first of all? And then I'm looking at like Liz's jewelry, and I'm such a fan of Sydney, if you guys do not know her. She drops a workout every morning at 5 a.m., and I have done them for the longest. And then bestseller right here. I just think that this is an amazing panel, and I'm honored to be you know, sandwiched in here. When you talk about um, that moment and what that moment looked like, ladies, I believe you are uniquely qualified to walk into your purpose. Just let that sink for a little bit. Uniquely qualified. And I believe a lot of that, that spark and when that happens typically comes in a moment when you are depressed, on your face, crying in the bathroom, lost, confused, you're hopeless. You're like, what am I? It's, it's those dark moments when this beautiful you know, gleam of light shines, but we don't like those dark moments. My moment, I was sitting at a coffee shop crying my eyes out. I was working in television news and I was extremely unhappy. You really have to be a special person to do news every single day. It's kind of depressing, okay? So I'm doing news and I thought that that's what I wanted to do. And then I'm like, all right, well, I went to college and I've been working my way up this ladder. I've been in morning radio and all these things and now I'm here and I don't want to be here. And a woman sat across the counter from me listening to my sob story. Oh, I was in a horrible relationship too. You guys know about those, right? Horrible relationship, which just compounded the depression. And she was like, you are uniquely qualified to do this. And that became my mission in life. That is what I'm about. That is what I push. I get excited. To your point, when you said someone could do a push-up, I get excited when someone goes, I can do this. I don't have to just be X because I went to college for it. Or I don't have to just be this because I've done it the last 20 or 40 years. I actually think I want to be a fitness instructor instead of a nurse. I actually think I want to design clothes instead of doing what I'm doing now. The second you say yes to yourself, and walk in your purpose and find that alignment, that's what brings me joy. But that moment, Seal, was a dark, dark place that revealed it. 
Okay, so where was Jacinda when I needed her, right? I needed, <laughs> like, is she amazing? So thank you so much. I'm honored to be up here. Uh, so I really wanted to work for the New York Yankees, and they never <laughs> called me to work there. So it's kind of, I know, so like 25 years later, I'm still waiting for them to call. Um, but something you said really, you know, I worked in uh, big healthcare for 25 years, and I loved it, and I still have a lot of respect for it. Uh, but during the pandemic, you know, it was a, um, a hard time for everybody. You know, I just, I was not okay with what we were doing, like as a system. And so when you say you're uniquely qualified, I ended up writing a book and I'm a terrible writer, terrible. So the fact that um, I have a book, I only wrote half of it. So the secret is the other half. I have six chapter <laughs> contributors that are way better than me and they're fabulous. Shannon read it, so she knows. Um, but I wanted to be part of a change. I'm not okay with the status quo if the status quo is not any good. So I am now embarking on this new journey with a new network of people um, that we actually can create a system of health, which all of you have spoken about instead of just sick care. Um, and let's go. We can do it together. Wow, was that great or what? And can we all just say, like, you don't have to know what you're going to do when you're 19 or you're 25? Like, these women are so inspiring. Um, okay, so now we're going to a challenging question. Is there a specific challenge, scary, funny, whatever you want, whatever it was, is there a specific challenge in your career that you faced and overcame? And then two tips you would give someone else in your position or what would you give them or tell them? that you wished you had known? Are you the first, first again? <laughs> yes, my gosh. Y'all know I'm a, I'm, behind, I'm a website person. I'm behind a screen We all love the having you And here. who doesn't know Scoop Thank Charlotte? Thank God I bought I mean. these shoes. I mean, I feel like these shoes are the only redeeming quality I can offer for you guys tonight. No way. Did not get them here. It's we so love fun. having Scoop Charlotte yes. here. Yes? We do. Um, I, I, I honestly, I, I haven't really, I can't, Nothing horrible particularly comes to mind, but I will say I started in 2009, right in the middle of the worst time to start a business, which also, for the record, I think is known as the best time to start a business right. because people will give you space, and there's plenty of space to be had when, <laughs> when no one really has a good job. Um, and then I think, and I was 50, and the main thing I did was I just hung in there like just persevere uh, that is sort of my motto things can you have to pivot there's a recession you know your your husband loses his job you, you lose a big client uh, whatever things happen covid right really huge challenge just pivot try and accommodate it and persevere that's the one thing i can say that i did i right. just kept doing it still here <laughs> yeah we love that so i wrote a book about five years ago called be powerful and it was about finding your strength at any age and so i thought i was really rolling along doing really well inspiring people to find their own power own their own space be their own selves so turns out i wasn't heterosexual <laughs> um I didn't know that until I wrote this book and I was with my personal best friend, assistant, um, unbeknownst to me, was falling out of a bad relationship, a marriage, and unbeknownst to me was falling in love with a woman. So I had this business, it was very successful, 
I was already online in most states in the United States, several countries, and we were looking pre-COVID to open up in different cities. And then this happened. And so I had written a book. So I had a risk here. Do you just go along and you pretend that you empower people? Do you pretend you're authentic? Do you just lie? And so the risk was, if I tell the truth, then I could not only lose my reputation and business, I, I could lose my business. And, but more than that, I could lose my family and my friends. So this is the hardest thing I've ever done. And so what I did was very clumsily, and I did write an article about this in the Huffington Post, which you're welcome to read because it's a lot better than I say it sometimes. But I, what I did very clumsily was tell the truth and really freak out a lot of people. And I expected my business to just fold. And I expected the people that really, because I'm, I, I cater to a very, we're in a Bible belt, right? I, I mean, come on. <laughs> They're not really lining up at the door to come, you know, anyway. So it was a tough little spot to be in, right? Plus I was pretty well known already. Anyway, to get to the gist of it, to tell your truth, when I told my truth, I found out that the people that were in my life, my family stuck with me for sure, especially my ex-husband, but that's another story. Uh, but the people that were in my life that stuck with me, wow, this is a whole different sticking with me. So when you do take that risk, whether it's business-wise, whether it's personal-wise, you will find that everything rises higher. Like my relationship, well, I'm still with Lee and she's right there. And my relationship with all of my people, my family, my ex-husband, my people, my children, my child. I only had one. But it's just it's so much better. Because everyone, when you model the behavior of risk, whatever that risk is you take, you model the behavior for others to take that risk. And that's the true message of be powerful, of empowering people to own their own space, to find their own voice, and to do it when they're scared shitless. So there it is. That's the biggest risk I ever took. Good. Um, funny story, I know we just officially met, but I've known you for a while. Um, I'm an admirer. Um, there used to be a store here in South Park Mall called Track and Field. You remember that? Yes. They did a giveaway with your book. I won the giveaway. I was like, yeah, yeah. So I have your book. I've known about you for a while. but. In your message to be powerful, uh, I think it can be interpreted in so many different ways. So um, my story is a little bit of heartbreak and kind of like a, a lot impacted in one or compounded in one. Um, I was a personal trainer for about three years just in person, just going to people's houses or doing boot camps or training at gyms or whatever, wherever I could. Um, because I'm not from Charlotte, so in a client-based industry, you just got to get out there. So I was doing that and getting to the point where I was running out of time. So I had no more room to take more clients, had no way to scale my business. So I figured out, like, I need to probably go digital somehow. I need to make this program and sell it online. You know, thought I would be a millionaire, made it, sold like 10 copies. So I'm like, that wasn't the route. <laughs> um, but in 2017, um, tragedy kind of made me flip my mindset when my younger brother passed away. Um, he was in an ATV accident, had just gotten married, just had a baby, and I figured out, you know, that 
life, as we know, as everyone in here has experienced a loss in some way, life is too short to be playing it safe or to be almost content. Like, I'm busy, I'm booked, I could just ride it out. But I knew I wanted to make some type of bigger impact. So when he passed away, I thought, if today was my last day, would I be proud of the legacy that I have left or not? And at that point, I was busy, but I couldn't say, like, I've made a change in the world. Like, I've done something that's truly impactful that, be, that will be remembered after I'm gone. So that's when I tried to flip my personal training business to YouTube and make it accessible to everyone. Um, and in the, the time when my brother was in the hospital, he had um, traumatic brain injury. For three weeks, we kind of waited, like, okay, maybe it will, something will change. Nothing got better. But... I went to Charleston, West Virginia to kind of be with him, and I went to a local gym while I was there, and they wanted to inter interview me about a time that I didn't give up, and I was going to tell my story about, you know, quitting nursing school and moving to Charlotte and making it about me, and they gave me a t-shirt that said, never give up on it, and the next day my brother passed away, so I thought, yeah, that's definitely his message to me. That's something that I'm supposed to always remember. When I start this YouTube jump, um, you know, for a very long time, you make zero dollars until you get to the point where people start to watch and more people start to watch and more minutes are viewed. So there was a lot, a lot of times where my husband and I were working 80 hours. He was still a full-time CPA. I was still a full-time personal trainer and then trying to film a YouTube video in the evening, edit it. That was a whole 10-hour process as well. There was a lot of times we were really, really not making ends meet. Um, but I think his message to me was that that little trip to the gym where they gave me a T-shirt to give him on what they thought would be his recovery journey was actually his message to me. Like, just don't give up. This is something that you're meant to do. You're meant for this. Um, and so I, I would say never give up is just my resounding message for everything, fitness and in life. Um, and always remember you're stronger than you think you are. I had never experienced a loss like that. Um, and it was something that just shook me to my core with him being 24 and just had a baby. I thought there's, there's no way that something is going to hurt this bad and then, you know, it happens. So whatever you're going through at any time, don't give up and you will get through it and you're stronger than you think you are. And a lot of times you can turn that into that pivotal moment in your life where you think, okay, who am I really? Like, what do I really want to do? Am I just complacent? Am I chilling? Am I busy? Or am I making an impact and living a life that, you know, you probably heard the, the saying, I don't want to be a man that goes to the grave still singing a tune. You know, I wanted to flip that. So um, you're stronger than you think and never give up. All right. So when you asked the question, I was sitting back thinking and I was like, I can't think of a time. <laughs> In all honesty, I'm a pretty resilient person. I am very strong, and I'm like, you know, don't give up, bounce back. I think of a time I, I, I did morning radio here in Charlotte, and I was fired publicly from that. That was a horrible blow. You get back up. I ended up going into television news. Um, I thought of another time of, you know, horrible breakups or um, having businesses that I really, really believed in that I eventually had to close. And you think of the amount of time and the money and the dedication and feeling like it's a failure. Failure, But going back over, I'm like, none of those things really bothered me. Like, they, you know, so what is it? And if I have to be very vulnerable, I think I'm in my biggest transition right now. So I just had a baby, and 
I have always been headstrong. I know what I want to do, where I want to go, what it looks like, and I go get it done, right? And right now I'm like, I have no freaking clue what I'm doing, okay? And to not know what you're doing day to day, to not understand why the inspiration and the, and the butterflies and all that stuff isn't there the way it used to be before the baby. Um, I'm sitting here in front of you. I don't know how to sit on this chair. I have breast milk that fell all over me in the car. I didn't get the memo about the spring attire. I'm just, and this is me every day, y'all. And so my job is to hold a microphone. I, I have a, a, one of my gifts is, is just kind of free falling and like being on the mic, not necessarily having a script and going. And this particular season, that has not worked for me. I am trying to go, I'm like, what's that word? Oh yeah, car, car, that's the word. Like I reach for in the air for that answer that, that just a few months ago would be so perfect perfect grammar diction like you're on it it's there it is not there so it's the hormones when will it come back I'm just saying um so so if I have to answer you you know what's a challenge you know one of the biggest challenges it's right now it's 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 the unknown I have no idea really who I am right now where I'm going what it looks like and so my two answers of where I am trying to lean now is one to give myself grace because knowing that no matter where you are in your challenge whether you're transitioning into one you're in one or you're coming out of one is to give yourself grace in this space and the second thing that has really helped me is to lean on my community to lean on my sisters to lean on those for support and to really ask for help because I have been asking for a lot of help. <laughs> and I think it's scary for us to open our mouths sometimes and say, can you help me? And I had a girlfriend, she runs Hurdles and Heels, which is a, a beautiful nonprofit for mothers and daughters. And she called the other day and she said, can you do this for me? I can't, my mom's in the hospital, I have two kids and all this. And, and she was like, I am practicing asking for help. And it seems so simple, but really, truly, like when was the last time you were in a crisis, you were in a bind, and you just very comfortably asked someone for help? You probably didn't. You probably figured out, figured out a way to do it all yourself because that's what we do. That's the resilience in us. And that's a beautiful thing to have, but in certain seasons, we have to learn to ask and also give ourselves grace. So that's, that's my answer. And Jacinda, you still have it. You still got it, Lainey. It's still there. Uh, yeah, no question. No question. Um, I don't know if I like going last or if I, you know, I'm not sure that that is envious. Um, ooh, you guys are great. I love it. Um, okay, so I would probably, I'll approach this from a little bit different angle. So, you know, I was in corporate America for a long time. And so if I put myself in anybody's shoes, people have an image of you or they define you, whether that's because you're a mom whether that's because your title is X, whether that's because you're married to who. Um, and you know, I just, um, I, I don't, I think it's life, right? Whether you like it or not, it doesn't really matter. But I think some of what, uh, it hasn't been a struggle for me, but I think certainly has probably been more of a big deal in my life now that I don't have a title, um, is what you really believe in. You know, so for me, what matters a lot, and I think I have a couple tips that go with this, is that when you have a sense of peace about who, what you stand for, what you want to do, 
um, where you're going or the paths on. Even if you don't know, there's going to be barriers all along the way. If you have a sense of peace about yourself, that you're in the right direction, um, that is so freeing. So I think that's tip one, find some peace, and that goes from the inside out. And it might be a path that some people don't want you to take. And so my second tip is that screw them. If they don't want you to take that, then, you know, I was on a call last week where some guy, right, I've had a lot of support from men, but you also have a lot of, who basically told me I was going to get arrested, right, for what I was doing. So he went on and on, and when he was done, I was like, I told you guys about this. I was like, thanks for the advice, and nobody said anything on the call, and then you could see them all typing to each other, and I was like, you know, I'm probably not going to work with you guys. You probably don't want to work with me, but guess what? I don't want to work with you either. So there's choices in that, and so if you believe in something, you're at peace, you know, it's not like those conversations are fun, but you're like, okay, I'm going to go find somebody who does believe, and you will find those people. You're looking at them right up here. I'm looking them out there in the audience. I'm looking at my besties back there for 20 years. Find them. They're there. All of this. Like, all of this, and I think yeah. every woman in this room, I know I can identify with just the press through and the, you know, stay with it and show up and community. We yeah. talk about this all the yeah. time. Like, yeah. we need each other. Like, this is my best friend. Right. Like, we lean on each other. I've got other best friends out here too. Where's my pink squad? Like, my pink squad has my back. Any event, these women freaking show right. up. So it's, that's to me, like everything you all are saying is everything mm -hmm. that we are. And we have like one last question I think you should ask. Okay. So one last question for okay. you before we, before we wrap it up and start fashion. Okay. If you could go back, because I know a few of you started later. If you could go back to your younger self, <laughs> what would you tell that little girl or that teenager or even that mom that wasn't sure what she was doing, what would you tell her now? Well, <clears throat> I was raised in a very Catholic family, and I was believed everything that they said, mm -hmm. and I probably should have questioned it a little bit for, my, for me, because I should have got, come, crawled out of my shell earlier. Well, you crawled out of your shell in a big way. You're, you're now the most famous person to crawl out of their shell. So, I mean, my younger self, I would say, in, you know, like maybe enjoy yourself a little bit more. Like, don't hold yourself to other people's standards if they're not your own standards. Like, if you believe in them and they work for you, more power to you. But don't try to live up to those nuns because they were kind of mean to me. Amen. <laughs> they were so mean. I mean, it was the 60s and 70s, y'all. It was not the same thing. So anyway, it was a tough time. I would just tell myself to have a little more fun, relax a little bit, and do, do what I want to do, Good. which is now what I do, which is great. I love it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love that because while you were doing all the things you were supposed to do, I was doing all the things you're not supposed to do. <laughs> So it's funny, we, we have a podcast too, and we, uh, our podcast today is literally that question. Oh. It's literally that question. So if I could go back to tell my wild child self, which I really was, I mean, I, I was, I never believed any of it. I, ne I still don't. <laughs> <laughs> and so when they were like, and you have to line up and you have to do this in school and you have to behave this way, and I'm like, why? Um, and you know, the religion is this way, and I'm like, why? Nobody has answers, right? So I'm like, you know, I got it. That's the way you guys are going to roll. I've got a way. What I would tell myself, and I hope 
that we all learn this with our own maturity. And while it sometimes it's lovely for me to be the oldest one in the room, I could, I could go back and tell that child, that teenager even, that eight-year-old, don't stop that. Don't stop that. Keep following your passion. Make that call. See, I was told at a very young age how stupid I was, right? Because I hated school. And all I wanted to do was play basketball. And all I wanted to do was play sports. And I was really good at it. And so, you know, I w and, and I was told, you, you know, you shouldn't even think about college because you're not, you know, you're making C's. And I'm like, oh, wow, really? It, I had an 11th grade teacher tell me after I made an A in her psychology class, I don't really think college is for you. You probably need to be an airline stewardess, which is what they called flight attendants back in the 70s. So as if you could tell your younger person, your younger you, because she's in there still, he's in there still. He, she's with me every single day. I have, that, I have a picture of her, and I love her, her face. It's the wildness, it's the innocence, it's the compassion. It's all those things we all are, and we're afraid to say it. So I'd say, make the call, walk through the door, don't worry about the fact that someone thinks you're not smart enough, not worthy enough, not pretty enough, not this enough, not that enough. Walk through the door because the reason I'm successful today is I don't care about it that anymore. Oh, I'm sorry, I care about it, but it makes no difference at all. Courage is not about I'm now able and willing and pushing myself through that door. Courage is about I am terrified down to my socks. My knees are shaking, and I'm walking through the door. So that's what I'd tell her. Amen. I agree. <laughs> Amen. Um, that's going to be hard to follow, but that I think all of us are going to kind of have a resounding uh, similar answer here. I would say start sooner. Um, I went to college, and I did the whole college athlete thing, and I was, you know, that was my identity because it was just all I had ever known. And I was, I guess, the traditional job, like the job with benefits, the job with a 401k, like that's what people in West Virginia identify as success, or my small town in West Virginia. Like if you weren't going to be a nurse or a lawyer or something that everyone could identify, like, yes, this is a job, it was a failure. So I graduated college with a child development degree, and I was trying to find a job as a child life specialist. Couldn't find a job, so I went back to school to be a nurse because that was what everyone told me was safe. You'll find a job anywhere. This is, you'll have benefits. That's like the big thing. You'll have benefits. Okay. <laughs> Pay the bills. You have benefits or else you're failing. So I would start sooner um, believing that I was meant for more um, instead of just thinking it and thinking like, well, this isn't really possible. Um, I always felt in my heart I was meant to kind of leave West Virginia and like blossom, I guess you could say. Like I never really saw myself staying in a traditional role as my forever and so I would tell myself to start sooner um, and I think something else that probably a lot of us have had experience with is a lot of doubters a lot of people that tell us like you can't do that that's not a good idea I had very close family members very close friends that I found out were kind of making fun of me after I moved and had this fitness pursuit and you can kind of tell when you go back and see them and they're shocked that it's going well. You're like, yeah, I'm actually really happy. Thank you. Um, and it's, you know, the businesses are doing well. I'm actually growing. And I think the irony in it is that the people that kind of feel that way towards you are not happy with themselves. 
And so it comes out as, I'm never someone to say that people are jealous of me, but if you're not kind of sharing a genuine happiness for someone, it does kind of feel that way. So I would tell myself to believe in myself and start sooner and follow that intuition that says you're meant for more and run with it. Don't give up. I keep saying that. Don't give up. But don't let people that might not believe in you or might make fun of a pursuit that, you know, you want to start a Pinterest store. Like, start the freaking store. Do it. And that's going to make you happy. If it doesn't make Sharon down the road happy, we don't care. We don't care about Sharon because Sharon's dealing with her own life and you're dealing with yours at the end of the day. So a lot of people around me doubted me. A lot of people made fun of it and they would call it the little, the little YouTube thing or the little fitness thing. How's your little fitness thing going? I'm like, it's going really well, thank you. <laughs> so just starting sooner and running with the intuition that I was meant for more, I would say would be the advice I would give my younger self. So definitely no regrets. I made a whole, 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 whole lot of mistakes, a whole lot. But I think the mistakes make you who you are. So, you know, going back, there was one thing that has definitely changed from my younger self to who I am today. And I would say it's that um, girls are where it's at. Mm -hmm. And I'm not just saying that because it's women's empowerment <laughs> and because everyone looks so good and sexy today. I'm not saying that. It, I really have found that women need each other and that sisterhood is extremely important and back in the day I was that girl that was like I don't do girls I got a bunch of homeboys right <laughs> I always hung with the guys and that was kind of my thing that was my vibe and I just felt like you know I didn't really get girls and I was that was me but as I've gotten older and I've opened myself up to trusting other women um, the bond is beautiful and I feel like especially in this particular season of my life women can see me now more than ever them I'm, I'm so sorry to the fellas but you just don't get it whereas women are seeing me and helping me and supporting me in a way that I, I never thought one that I needed two that I could ever actually receive so if I had to go back in time and really say what's that thing it's 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 to lean on your sister a little bit more, trust her a little bit more because you do need her and she can celebrate you when you're on the top on top and she could also be down, you know, on the ground with you when things aren't going so good because you need women in your corner. Girls are where it's at. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yeah. All of that. Yeah. Um, so it's funny, I'm one of three girls. Um, my older sister had three girls. My younger sister has a girl. It's her birthday today. She's four. Her name is Maggie. And I had a boy. So I have a 10-year-old boy. Um, and he's amazing. And, but I'm thinking, I have no clue, you know, what I'm doing. But um, when I think about the question, you know, my, I have great parents. You know, I'm, I'm kind of like, you know, I don't really have regrets. I've made tons of mistakes. But um, I tend not to think about those very much. Just try to move <laughs> forward. Um, but my mother was very, uh, very, very much. She never went to college. Um, she's the oldest of eight, big Irish Catholic family, so I understand. I think she'd have a lot of the similar things. Um, but she was like, you're going to be, you guys are going to be able to stand on your own, right? I mean, so you're going to go to college, you're going to, she was supporting us in what we wanted to do, but really wanted us to be able to be independent. Um, she's happily married to my dad, right? So it wasn't, um, but I think what she told us is to be ourselves. And so I think that rings true even with my son, right? Because if you guys meet anybody who's really not themselves or is faking it, they are miserable someplace inside, 
They are. Even if you try to fake it, I don't care if they're 90 years old. It's going to come out at some point if you're not yourself. So whatever that is, just be yourself. And that's why I'm trying to raise my son. Just, you know, be yourself. But be nice, right? I mean, we need a lot of kindness in this world. And we also need people to understand we are all interconnected. So please, you know, be kind, be nice to each other, but then be yourself. All of this. Wow. Yes. Round of applause. We're going to have to do a follow-up episode. I know. So much to say there's so much more we want to dive yeah. into. Yeah. But we want to say thank you so much because yeah. you have really expressed, I think, everything that we've been talking about, mm-hmm. everything that we believe in. And it's been an honor to have you here. Yes. And thank you for your time. One, two, three.